Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Humble Dames and Diamond Chronicles podcast. This morning I wanted to read a little excerpt from one of my favorite, favorite books that I've read many, many times. The title of this podcast is going to be, I Have a Master's in Betrayal. I Have a Master's in Betrayal. Now this isn't uh, virtue singling or trying to play the victim. Uh, I do not view myself as a victim, I view myself as a victor. And the way you become victorious is that when you're betrayed and when you uh, have treacherous behavior around you, you try to learn from it and grow from it and become better and hopefully not repeat those same patterns and you just pray for other people. So, I want to talk about what would make a person uh, betray another person. And in my opinion, I believe it's shame. I have been betrayed in every aspect from every relationship that a person can think of in every capacity. And um, while I did go through bitterness, a season of bitterness, it did not leave me bitter. And the reason it did not leave me bitter is because I try to understand. And I try to understand people even though they don't have empathy for me and no compassion for me. And they're only thinking about their selfish ambition and their motives and their needs and their ego and their sex drive or what have you. I try to have it for them and that way I'm able to release them and then I try to find something good about them. Uh... That I can release them in and say, well, at least you got some nice shoes on. Or <laughs> at least you have an okay sense of humor. Be blessed. So, I want to read. It's going to be starting at chapter 3. The name of the book is Healing the Shame That Binds You. It's by John Bradshaw. And this is chapter 3. It says, The Hiding Places of Shame. Where are you, Adam? According to the book of Genesis, after the fall of Adam, went into hiding. By trying to be more than human... I'm going to read that again. By trying to be more than human, Adam felt less than human. Before the fall, Adam was not ashamed. After the fall, he was. Toxic shame is true agony. It is a pain felt from the inside, in the core of our being. It is excruciatingly painful. So there's a felt sense of toxic shame. Toxic shame results from the unexpected exposure of vulnerable aspects of a child's self. So I'm going to stop right there. Um, it is, again, it says this toxic shame is a result from the unexpected exposure of vulnerable aspects of a child's self. So part of yourself and your personhood can be your body. So that can be come from molestation, which I, I was molested. Uh, a toxic shame can also, from a child's uh, self, can also come from your emotional state, not having your emotions and your needs validated, uh, which is actually uh, emotional abuse. Uh, and shame can also come from, you know, bullying and things like that at school. So this can happen in a person's childhood. And so this is talking about healing that toxic shame, healing that shame that binds you, okay? So let me proceed. Then... This exposure takes place before the child has any ego boundaries to protect himself. The early shaming events happen in a context where the child has no ability to choose. His choice was taken away. This, uh, the felt experience of shame is the feeling of being exposed and seen when one is not ready to be seen. Toxic shame is often manifested in dreams of being naked in inappropriate places, or in not being prepared, as in suddenly having to write your final exam without having studied for it. The unexpected quality of a shaming event creates a lack of self-trust in a child. 
So a person doesn't trust themselves first. As toxic shame develops, the child stops trusting his own eyes, judgment, feelings, and desires. These faculties form our basic human power. The distrust of our basic faculties results in the feeling of powerlessness. As vulnerable aspects of the self are shamed, they are disowned and separated from our felt sense of self. This self-separation process results in a split self. We are beside ourselves, literally. We become an object to ourself. When I become an object, I am no longer in me. I am absent from my own experience. What I feel is emptiness and exposure. I have no boundaries and therefore no protection. I must run and hide. But there is no place to hide since I am totally exposed. They are after me. They are going to take me by surprise and catch me. I'm being hunted from moment to moment. The hunter is always approaching. There is never a moment when I can relax. I must be constantly guarded lest I'm ever unguarded. I am alone in the most complete way. Now, this leads us into the agony of the chronic stage of being, which cannot be endured for long. At the deepest level, toxic shame triggers our basic automatic defense cover-ups. Fred called these automatic cover-ups our primary ego defenses. Once these defenses are in place, they function automatically and unconsciously, sending our true and authentic self into hiding. We develop a false identity out of, out of this basic core. We become masters, master impersonators. We avoid our core agony and pain, and over a period of years, we avoid our avoidance. So it, then it gives a, a beautiful uh, figure, like a diaphragm of layers of defense against the agony of internalized shame. So when others try to always constantly shame you, it's because they have internalized shame. So when you look at it through those lenses of grace and of understanding that people are hurt, hurt people, hurt other people, you can forgive them. You don't have to have them in your personal space. You don't have to have them in your life. You don't have to get married to them. You don't have to raise kids with them. You don't have to work with them. But you can walk away uh, leaving that person's dignity intact. And so that's one thing that I would like to confess today is that normally uh, on my road and my journey in submission, because I am on a journey and um, and developing in my submission to my creator, it's, it's, it's hard for me because it comes from a, a lack of trust. Because I have been taught not to trust. Because I, I, the name of this is I have a master's degree in betrayal. So when you have a master's degree in betrayal, you kind of fluctuate between trusting yourself too much and trusting no one. So one of the things that I, that I want to accomplish in this podcast is to be able to develop a deeper connection with people as, I'm, as we are walking and listening and pondering together to develop a deeper connection with our creator. And so to connect us all as one, which um, I'm after unity and after submission. And so in my journey in submission, looking back as I am feeling like I'm graduating or I have graduated with a master's degree in betrayal, I look at them, I look back at them with a, a lens of grace to see that these people or persons or anyone has have internalized shame. The shame is so excruciatingly agonizing for them. They have to inflict it on other people, even people who may like them or supported them or have don't have any problem with them that are not 
uh, upset with them, they have to inflict these type of things. So you can walk away and leave those people's dignity intact. You can even apologize to the people. Don't expect an apology uh, back because most people with internalized shame, uh, they either turn into narcissists or they become self-loathing. They're never going to apologize. So you have to accept the apology uh, and knowing that they have internalized shame. Uh, you don't have to trust those people. You don't have to be around them. But you can walk away even after a betrayal, even after the deepest level of betrayal. I've been betrayed down to a cellular level. Even after the deepest betrayal, you can leave those people's dignity intact. And you can walk away. You can even apologize for the things that you may have said that have added to their toxic shame. Because you don't allow another person's internalized toxic shame to dictate and to navigate what type of person you are. And so that's what I'm learning um, as I'm fighting between the, my flesh and my spirit on this journey and this developing of my submission. Okay? So, again, the name of the book is Healing the Toxic Shame, Healing the Shame that Binds You by John Bradshaw. It is a must-read. It will, it will bless your life. It will help you understand things from a psychological and mental aspect. Um, I really like to understand how the mind works. And contrary to popular belief, the mind is quite feeble. And so uh, you have to be careful with it because people with internalized toxic shame would try to project that out to you. And so if you want to live a peaceful life, you can live it with difficult people. You can live a peaceful life with difficult people by understanding them, even when they don't want to understand you. Okay, so you guys have a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful Thursday. And I'm going to say this is like a throw, throwback Thursday because this book is really, really old. But John Bradshaw is a godsend and he's incredibly, incredibly uh, intelligent and keen on things that kind of keep us bound. Okay. So I'm speaking today that I am being healed of my shame. I hope that you are being healed of your shame. And if you have a master's in betrayal like me, leave those people's dignity intact. Let them enjoy their lives and walk away in peace. Apologize to them for your part that you play in adding to their toxic shame and let go. God has better things in store for you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.